Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, a daily dose of what's happening in Chicago and around the world. What started as a simple international aid project in Haiti soon spiraled out of control. That's the premise of a new film detailing the long and complicated process it took to build a new school in a rural town north of the capital, Port-au-Prince. The project came to a sudden halt when a headstrong American construction worker clashed with a Haitian leader. In How Not to Build a School in Haiti, development, history, and colonialism collide. Joining me now in the studio with more on the documentary is Jack Newell, a Chicago-based filmmaker. And on the line with us from Haiti is Joseph Matherin, who goes by Matt. He was hired as a translator for the crew. Jack, I'll start with you. What brought you to Haiti to document the building of this school? There's a real nice full circle sort of uh, to this whole thing. So after the earthquake happened in Port-au-Prince in January of 2010, you know, I, like a lot of people in America, actually, when the earthquake hit, half of American households gave to the, the aid effort. I also was hearing it, and I heard a story on NPR's Planet Money. Uh, Adam Davidson and Caitlin Kenny did a story about how was aid being dispersed in Haiti. Mm-hmm. And that led them to uh, Villard, which is in Artibonite, which is sort of the rice basket of Haiti, because they're doing a study, uh, a, a report, excuse me, on how international rice donations uh, sort of crash local economies. And so that's where it all started. And then they met this gentleman, Samplice, uh, Principal Samplice, who mm-hmm. is uh, the principal of the school, and uh, sort of got his story. And they were running a church, they were running a school out of the church. Yeah. And it, I heard the story and it felt like, wow, if they just had a building, that could have a really meaningful impact, you know, on, on the people, on the teachers and the students and, right. the, and the community. And someone else heard the story. That's Tim Myers, who you follow in this documentary. Tell us who Tim is and what his mission was. That's right. So t- at the same time, across the country in Colorado, where he was living at the time, Tim is also listening to NPR and also being like feeling affected and also wanting to help. But he actually knows how to build things. And so he was like, I'm going to build this school. And NPR then did another follow-up report saying this. And I heard the story on the radio. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was driving in my car. It was like one of those like driveway moments or whatever. You know, yes. this was like to an extreme example, though, because I ended up spending 10 years on this project. Right. So it was like the worst slash best. The ultimate driveway moment. Exactly. So um, I called him up after I heard the radio and I was like, can I follow you as you do this project? And that's really where it all began, which was in June of 2011. So I want to bring you in here, Matt. Uh, For those who may not understand, can you just talk a bit more about why building a school in Haiti was so important? Because I I know that, and I think this is mentioned in the film, for for young Haitians, uh, this could be a path out of poverty, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, it was mostly an obligation. Uh, It was more like a need. Because as you already know, education is truly one of the most um, fundamental aspects of someone's life without education, we're just existing. Right. And you can learn a lot of things and not being able to make, to take action, because you don't know what to do with all the information that you have consumed. So education allows you to do that. So HSP saw there was a need, and children, they were learning in a very difficult environment and makeshift small buildings. Imagine you're in a room and you have to shout loud because there are other classrooms next to you. And it's only a thin board separating the room. So 
So you cannot properly learn in such environments. That's why Jeffy thought it was really right to build that school for them. And and Jack, Sebastian, who is also a translator in this this film, he's also a producer of the Mm -hmm. film, he gave an interesting analogy in the documentary. He said, quote, uh, Haiti is like a plate of spaghetti. Do you remember that part? What did he mean? So the plate of spaghetti one's a great one because basically the idea is, you know, if every issue is like a noodle and on the plate, and once you start pulling on an issue or start pulling on a noodle, you find that you don't actually re- reach the end of the noodle, you reach more noodles. You just keep on pulling and pulling and pulling. And so the analogy is so apt because, and we use it throughout the film, because it talks about the complex nature of this. So, you know, Matt is giving light, and the question you asked about education is that when I even hear Matt now talking about the power of education, I'm like, I'm bought in. Like, that's, a, yes, 100%. Yeah. But it's just more complicated than that. And so the film started from a spot where I was just generally curious, like, what could we learn about international aid? What could we learn about all these things if we followed a project from start to finish? And so I kept pursuing that. And really, the film is about us just pulling all these noodles. You know, a specific one about education as it pertains to Haiti, but elsewhere, too, would be, okay, so you get an education. Great. But where, where do you, what do you do with an education when an unemployment rate is 60% or 30% or 50%? I mean, right. so you have this great education, but do you have a job? And so that's where it's like, okay. I don't know. That's hard. That all of a sudden gets really complicated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, throughout How Not to Build a School in Haiti, Matt, it was so interesting for me to watch the language barrier, right? And, and of course, Matt kicks right in with his job as, as translator. And watching you, Matt, having to navigate between Tim and the workers and some of that friction that happened at times, what was the experience like for you being the translator in some of those moments? Well... Um, overall, it was a very, very interesting experience. It taught me how to deal with people. <laughs> I bet. Everyone is unique with their own personality. And it, it taught me how to adapt with all situations because um, it was not always fun. No. Helping managing a crew, it's, it's very, very challenging. Very you, you had to basically fire someone at one point, Matt, right? <laughs> <laughs> you had to tell yeah, someone they were fired. <laughs> so you have to make sure that everyone is working at um, the general performance is meeting expectations. And um, it was our first job and was our first time working together. I was uh, like 10 years younger very young, 26, was a true challenge for me. But right. at the end, I can say that we're satisfied with the results. We built the school, and it's not the safest place in town. Yeah, and, like all um, Bethlehem. We also built toilets for them, and those toilets are still being used, and the school is still being used. But most importantly, this experience helped all of us grow, and it armed us with greater skills, and we have been able to send them to tackle all our, our other jobs more easily and with more success. Oh, I love that. And and again, Matt's reminding me, this took 10 years. Mm-hmm. When he said it was 10 years ago, that's dawning on me. So, Jack, we talked there about this language barrier issue, um, that difficulty comes up throughout the film, but not only does language cause difficulty um, between you know this American man, Tim, and the Haitians, um, so does their different construction styles and their overall approach to how we should build this thing. As, as much as they're working together on this mission, I felt like both sides just kind of 
kept butting heads. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's a film about the construction of a school that's inherent in the title. And but it's also about a clash of cultures. It's about what is the opposite of clash of culture? I mean, there's some really good, amazing moments. Some cohesion. Cohesion of cultures. Yeah, Yeah. I think. And so, again, it it, this film is trying to buck the sort of normal narratives that are told about places like Haiti. And so in that, we try to get into the nuance and showing the good and the bad and the complicated and the hilarious you know, and we play within the film in terms of translation specifically, like sometimes we'll show you the translation, sometimes we won't. Sometimes you see that Matt is actually saying it slightly differently. And we were very we made sure that we got the Creole translation as close to perfect in the translation as right. possible. And then you see that and you're like, OK, that's interesting. So it's like there's all these interesting sort of things that are happening at, at any given time. Yeah. But yeah, that's the challenge when you go into communities that aren't your own and do this work this is going to happen. And that could be true in Haiti. That could be true in Chicago. That doesn't necessarily make, there's nothing that makes that situation any different. Yeah. You know, Matt, Jack talks about that contentious relationship there between, you know, the U.S. and and Haiti. And we know there's a complicated history there. Can you talk a bit more about that, Matt? And and maybe tell us as, as someone from Haiti, living in Haiti, what do you wish we knew about your country? That what do we get wrong in, in the, the global uh hemisphere <laughs> about what's actually going on there all right um u.s and haiti that's uh one of the greatest questions in history um our history goes way back um it was not always fun always roses between us i'm sure that a lot of my compatriots are still resenting the u.s for the past especially the occupation period it is true that the U.S., um, they are very present in Haiti right now, in all aspects. But the relationship has gained strength. I believe that um, right now the U.S. could do a lot more to help Haiti, especially now, because the country is sinking right now. Um, everyone is, um, is gasping for breath, for air, mm. and there's no no place safe right now in the country. As I'm talking, like right now, many streets are blocked in 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 the capital of Haiti, and businesses are closed today because there is no fuel for months. Kidnappings rates are of the charts, murders, you name it. Yeah. So I think that the U.S. can and they can probably help. Haiti better. They can, they have, they have their words to say. They can reinforce the police, for example. Mm-hmm. They can focus on our army. They, they have a say on taxes, on imports. So that's something that could really help us. So it's, it's really not too much asking, but there's, there's still a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to follow that up with this moment from from the film that I was struck by. Uh, it's a quote in the documentary from Millery Polonais summing up these underlying systemic issues that Matt is talking about. We have not discovered new models of addressing age-old problems. We haven't fixed our own school systems here. What makes us think that we have the answers to fix our school systems somewhere else? But the answer is not... It's not just building a school. It's how do you maintain this for the long haul? 
Yeah, Jack, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Millery's got a point, mm. right? Yeah, and I think that is where in, hopefully I'm not jumping the line here on the questions, but that's sort of where the title, where we get to the title, where it, it, the title is actually how not in parentheticals to build a school in Haiti. And that is because you could watch this film and people do watch this film and say, this is a success. You know, they came in, they said they wanted to build a school, they built a school. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was hard, but then this work that is hard. At the same time, you could watch this film and, and think that this film documents, um, not a disaster, but a failure because yes, they built the school, but also the challenges that presented itself were not necessarily overcome. Exactly. And there's the cultural clashes don't really re- resolve. Um, and so it's a film that sort of lives in this space between. And so that's why it's not actually just how not to build a school in Haiti. It's how not in parentheticals because it lives yeah. in the space between the two. And I encourage folks when they come out this weekend. Yeah. To tell see us it. where we can see it. Yeah, we're at, almost out of time. Where, the, where can we see it? Yeah. The, at the Cisco, it's, it'll be on Friday, uh, Friday at seven thirty. Uh, Saturday at uh, 1.30. That's being pre- co-presented with by the Haitian American Museum of Chicago. And then on Tuesday at 7.30, uh, Tuesday the 20th. And so I encourage people when they come out to see it, like there's no wrong way to watch this film. It's actually intentionally built. You know, as uh, we didn't really get into this as much, but as a white filmmaker, it felt difficult for me to come in and be prescriptive about here's what I think we need to do to fix Haiti because yeah. that's how a lot these documentaries go a lot of the time. Our question or our charge was how do we ask these questions? How do we you know, challenge people to say, how do we do this? If we want to do this work, if we want to help others, how do we best do it? Yeah. And so I encourage people when they come out to see it to uh, to walk away with their own ideas. We'll have to leave it there. Jack Newell is the Chicago-based filmmaker behind How Not to Build a School in Haiti and Joseph Matherin is a translator living in Haiti. Thank you both. Thank you. This episode of Reset was produced by me. It was mixed by Ethan Schwab. If you enjoyed this interview and you want to hear more conversations like it, consider subscribing to the podcast. We've got tons of interviews covering the news, politics, the economy, arts, and culture. And don't forget to give us a rating. It really helps other listeners find us. All right, that's it for today. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.